0: Yo what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo, and your Golden State Warriors beat the Utah Jazz at home, 94-92 in a tale of two teams that have been pretty much struggling in 2022. This game started off pretty decently for the Warriors. They were aggressive, they're hitting shots. And they were playing with energy. I mean, it wasn't until that fourth quarter where they completely lost steam, but I was curious to see how they would be, how they would respond after that exciting, dramatic Steph buzzer beater in the Rockets game. And they seemed to respond well, you know, they had a little bit more bounce in their step. They looked like the normal Warriors, albeit without Draymond and Clay and Andre Iguodala out there. So that was good. Hopefully going into these next games, the schedule gets a little bit tougher, this homestand schedule. The first week was supposed to be easier, and the second one gets a little bit tougher with Dallas on Tuesday, Minnesota on Thursday, and then the Brooklyn Nets on Saturday, who don't have KD. Kyrie Irving will probably play. You know, I'd rather have Kyrie play than KD, to be honest. This game, it wasn't the most exciting game, although it came down to the buzzer. Bogdanovich, he missed a three and the tip-in caromed out and the Warriors walked away with this one. They had an eight-point lead, the Warriors did, going into the fourth, but then just went completely cold. They only scored 11 points in that fourth quarter. But I look at this game and... This is kind of one of those unglamorous games that reminds you of how deep this Warriors team is. Obviously, they've had their issues as of late, and guys haven't been clicking. They've been off and whatnot. But this was a game where Steph, again, shot really poorly. He was 5 for 20 overall, a very frigid 1 for 13 from 3, and he only had 13 points overall in the post game. He said he didn't want to make excuses like who gives a damn about excuses. And that's fine, I guess. That's his prerogative. I'm sure he has his own mental thought process about this stuff. But it would be interesting not to hear necessarily excuses, but kind of hear what he thinks the issue is. And I totally get it. If he doesn't want to share that, he's trying to work through it behind the scenes or whatever. I have no idea. Maybe. His hand hurts still, you know, the one that kept him out of a game last week. But his cold streak has been going on longer than that. I'm really surprised that he's still this cold. I think everybody is. But, hey, the depth of this team, they picked him up, right? This was a game that didn't have Draymond Green, of course. Klay Thompson was a late-game scratch because he had a tweak in his knee. His knee felt a little funky, Apparently, it's not a big deal, so I'll just go with that. Hopefully, it's not, but he wasn't in the game. And then also Andre Godala, right? So three of your team pillars, the foundation. But Otto Porter, I've talked about him recently. Just a consummate pro comes in, and he plays hard, and he actually has talent. He'll hit mid-range shots. He'll hit three-pointers, and he'll rebound, and he'll play defense. The dude had 13 points on five for seven, three for four from three. Eight boards, three steals. Nice. I'll definitely take that. And Jordan Poole, I mean, this is one of the things you're looking for in these games. Is he aggressive? Is he getting comfortable? He was seven for 13, four of nine from three. He had 20 points, led the team. He looked aggressive. He put that crazy move in and broke Jordan Clarkson's ankles. That was impressive. Oftentimes when you see someone in the NBA fall down, it's because they either trip or the offensive player accidentally steps on their foot or something, and so they fall over. But this was a legitimate shake, and he just crumbled. So that was cool to see. And that's great. You know, that's great that he can still summon that. But I said this last game when Clay Thompson also didn't play. Hopefully, once he gets his mojo back, playing in the starting lineup for a couple games, maybe another, you know, who knows how long Clay's going to sit. But hopefully he can figure out how to bring that back to the bench because ultimately that's where they're going to need it the most. So that's a promising sign that he's possibly snapping out of it. I mentioned Kevon Looney in the last episode. And again, he played well. He was four for five and he hit both of his free throws. And he hit (laughs) a big free throw to put them up, what, five? And that was the last point that the Warriors scored in the game. If he doesn't score that, then who knows? Maybe the Jazz, only being down one, just go for a regular two pointer. Damian Lee, a guy that, you know, honestly, I've kind (laughs) of dogged a little bit and also unintentionally forgotten whenever I talk about the Warriors. He played a little bit better. He was four for eight, four for six from three, and gave the Warriors some points. You know, they needed points in this low scoring affair when Steph wasn't hitting anything. So this is what the team needed. It was, again, not the most thrilling game. They only scored 11 points in the fourth. The others, you know, as Shaq likes to call the supporting role players on his Lakers teams, the others on this Warriors team stepped up. Andrew Wiggins, he was six for 17 only and only one for five from three. But late in the game, especially when Steph was out for a chunk of the fourth quarter, Wiggins was aggressive. He hit a couple big buckets to keep the Warriors going. That kind of aggressiveness, that assertiveness is what they needed at that point in time and in general moving forward. By the way, Andrew Wiggins is, last time I checked, he's third in All-Star Western Conference voting for front court players. So he's ahead of Paul George. Hopefully he can keep that. Hopefully tech savvy, Twitter obsessed uh, Warriors fans. Hopefully everyone keeps retweeting and gets Wiggins into the all-star game because this is going to be probably his best chance to get in there at any point in his career, to be honest. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, including your San Francisco 49ers, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can bet 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? You can experience the conference championships with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Gambler, this first week of the homestand that I had thought was going to be like very chill and very like helpful for the Warriors to kind of get back into their rhythm. It was definitely more difficult than expected. Ultimately, out of four games, they were three and one, which isn't bad. Obviously, that Indiana game, they should have been four and zero. But I'll take it, man. <laughs> I'll take it. The Detroit game was great, a great homecoming after the road trip. But then three games that literally came down to last second shots. I mean, it felt like the damn NFL playoffs. We'll see where Draymond is at. It's supposed to be another week until he gets reevaluated. Honestly, like I'm prepared for him to be out for even longer than two weeks. So. Let's look at this as a positive. These guys are hopefully learning how to play without Draymond. Hopefully, they're learning how to summon that motivation, that fire, or whatever, to get themselves pumped up individually and collectively when he's not around, he's not on the bench. You know, these games from the past week are games that probably earlier in the season would have been over by at least midway through the fourth quarter. They're working their way through some adjustments, some guys being out. And when you take a step back, I'm very happy with the position that the Warriors are in right now. They built up their record beginning of the season. Now they're sorting through this strange malaise and getting used to adjustments on their roster, hopefully sooner rather than later. But no doubt to me, eventually they will figure it out. And, you know, let's let's be clear, like the Warriors didn't shoot overall very well as a team. I mean, the Jazz, they were 11 for 35 from three. That's 31.4%. The Warriors were 13 for 42, and that's (laughs) 31 flat, 31%. But if you take away Steph's one for 13, then it bumps up to 12 for 29, 41%. So again, this game is an example of the depth showing out like they're supposed to. Like I've said, give it a couple weeks, And this team will make those adjustments. But also, it's good to remember that even though Steph is struggling like crazy, the defense, the Warriors' defense, remains active and on a string and aggressive. The Jazz only scored 18 points in the fourth quarter. So some of that had to do with the Warriors. As they say, defense wins championships. And it's good to know that even without Draymond, they can lock it up a little bit. Yes, the Jazz didn't have Donovan Mitchell, and they're not the same Jazz that the league saw earlier in the season at this point. But I'll take it, you know, I'll take that consistency and that effort on the defensive end when the offense isn't clicking so much. Anyway, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Campino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple podcasts and leave us a nice review on apple podcasts and say nice stuff about us that'd be much appreciated that's it music in this episode provided by paper sun special thanks to paul for production support see you next time